0: I've been the banker, the lawyer, the mm. investor. I've made money, I've lost money. I have put companies into administration. I put my own companies into administration. I have fired myself. So <laughs> I, I've kind of, I've literally twice, I've kind of been around every side of that table. So what it gives me is quite an interesting perspective where I can, I can kind of, I know what the other person's thinking, mm. uh, depending what side of the table I'm on.
1: You're listening to the official podcast for the Festival of Enterprise being held at the NEC in Birmingham between October the 23rd and 24th, 2019. Get your free ticket by visiting thefestivalofenterprise.co.uk. The Festival of Enterprise is the UK's best event for entrepreneurs and small business owners helping your business grow faster. This event is the fuel your business needs to get you where you want it to be and sooner rather than later. Strategy can be sidetracked in the day-to-day running of a business, and scaling up takes the backseat as you end up dealing with piles of paperwork, projects going wrong, or dealing with your overflowing inbox. This shows in the statistics. According to the Up Scale-Up Institute, scale-ups bring in £1.3 trillion of the £1.9 trillion generated by all UK SMEs. The remainder is brought in by millions of companies not making anywhere near as much impact as they could. There's clearly more than a few secrets that business leaders need to learn about when it comes to growth. Fortunately, the Festival of Enterprise will reveal them all. Throughout this podcast, I'll be chatting to a number of the successful entrepreneurs and business leaders who will be speaking at the NEC over the two days. The likes of Lord Bill a founder of Cobra Beer, Piers Lenny from Dragon's Den, right through to Camilla Ainsworth, the youngest ever finalist to appear on the Apprentice TV program. I also chat to Fran Borman, Melanie Usebi, Jamie Waller, Peter Holton-Millman, Rachel Taplin and many others. Get your free ticket to the Festival of Enterprise by going to festivalofenterprise.co.uk and also joining us on social using the hashtag Festival of Enterprise.
2: Welcome to episode one of the Festival of Enterprise podcast 2019. I'm your host Alex Chisnall. And on today's episode, I welcome Piers Linney, star of the BBC's Dragon's Den and Channel 4's The Secret Millionaire, entrepreneur, investor, banker, lawyer, number one podcaster and non-executive director of the British Business Bank. Piers has an unparalleled insight when it comes to starting, growing and scaling a business. At this year's Festival of Enterprise, you can find Piers at the Business Leaders Live Keynote Stage. He'll be joined by some of the most famous names in British business, along with innovating industry captains from retail, technology, manufacturing, media, and more. On today's episode, Piers gives us a taste of what he'll be talking about, including the launch of his recent course for entrepreneurs, key focuses for anyone starting out in business, meeting Richard Branson at his South African Game Reserve and the advice Richard gave him, Plus, the first time he's ever talked about why he left Dragon's Den.
0: So, I, I spend a lot of time working with entrepreneurs, people like yourself. Uh, sort of, I, do, I do startups and also scale ups. Scale ups are, to me, any company that wants to grow, not just a big company that's trying to scale up. Um, and I've been really, I spent sort of two years thinking about what to do next after I got out of a couple of businesses and I've got a portfolio that I sort of manage as well, my own portfolio. I've been looking at what to do, really, what next? And Mm -hmm. I I thought, should I invest in some companies and go plural, but I got bored. Uh, So I kind of thought, I need to do something. I want to run something. So I've been looking at various industries, some I know, and some I don't. And it's very interesting talking to the entrepreneurs on the podcast, actually. Mm. So one of the founders of May.com another guy in dentistry talked about uh, blue ocean strategy and looking at sort of uh, markets and how to disrupt them. Mm. And I I sort of went back to my own, where I started really in business, which is uh, sort of mobile, telecoms and cloud. Mm -hmm. And I'm kind of working on my own startup. And it's quite nice to do it myself actually, rather than having lots of people doing it for me. So I'm kind of in the detail myself. So customer service might be me answering the phone. I suppose any business, if you've got a portfolio of interests, things flare up, mm. it's a good and bad. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. you have gotta go and put a fire out, or sometimes you need some help to grow or close a deal. And because of my background, um, I have sat, I've been, the banker, the lawyer, the mm. investor. I've made money, I've lost money. I put companies into administration. I put my own companies into administration. I have fired myself. So <laughs> I, I've kind of, I've literally twice, I've kind of been around every side of that table. So what it gives me is quite an interesting perspective where I can, I can kind of, I know what the other person's thinking mm. uh, depending on what side of the table I'm on.
3: I bet you probably get advi- asked for advice all the time, especially if people recognize you
0: In Manchester or London? In the street, men's toilets, bars, (laughs) uh, an atheist table, literally put a mask on me, ask a question about his wife's business. No. Put me to sleep, probably a rubbish answer. And um, (laughs) so anywhere I go, and I I, I like to give it, but it's very hard. What I find, I'm too nice. So someone will ask me, and I will say, can you give me a bit of advice? I'll say yes. Mm. And before you know it, it's five emails. Yeah. And when I've got five of those... It just doesn't work. I can't. I can't scale that's myself fun, huh? up. <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So to scaling that, and we're, you know, being in the information age, there's probably never a time where there's more information out there on how to start, grow, scale a business. But do you think there's too much information out there, and it's not put in the correct structure? And that's where you come in, and you can actually add different layers of value, given you kind of cover every point. That's
0: what happened was I was sort of people ask me questions, and they're quite basic questions. It's not kind of, you know, how do you, you know, what 3D printing machine would you use for titanium? It's not (laughs) those kind of questions. It's just really, and I I was always quite surprised, actually, that given the amount of information that's out there, the amount of support for startups, that they can't access these answers. So I went on the internet, as you do, on YouTube. And there's all these people saying, you know, if you go vegan, run a marathon, have a millionaire mindset, you're going to be successful. And that's just nonsense. It doesn't work like that at all. So I sort of thought, well... There must be some way, a course or something. I couldn't find it. So I kind of thought, right, maybe I'll put some content. So I do like YouTube videos on LinkedIn quite a lot. did a lot of sort of content. And through that, I started working with brands like Cisco and NatWest. But there was nothing out there that sort of did it for me. So mm. I sort of thought, what's needed is a course. Now, you can't go into detail of every business, every sector. It'd be a degree. Yeah, yeah. Um, So what I've tried to do is sort of say, if you had a mentor or your a family friend who's an experienced in business or an entrepreneur and you went to them and said, Look, what should I do about this? And how do I hire a salesperson? Mm. You know, what's the difference between capital gains tax and income tax? How does that impact me? Basic stuff. And they gave you an answer mm. and said, if you want to know more, go and look here. It's kind of that level. Right. So it's kind of having that person in your pocket twenty-four-seven. Mm. But it nearly killed me making it. <laughs> 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 Just took nine months, yeah, and editing wow. but so, so it's there now. It's not really a
3: no it's evergreen isn't it business, really? it's
0: more it's just there people yeah. ask me now I can sort yeah. of say here you go it's not free but no, it, no, here no. it is yeah. and um, the feedback's been really good good
3: and, and also I think with something like that and also with a podcast which we've, we have would both do um, that's there for life
0: that's you know the podcasts are great there they are yeah. I think the podcast if you listen to Alex's podcast or the, the one that I've done I mean I've learned a lot myself just from sitting yeah, down with these entrepreneurs at all stages mm.
3: And where do you think you can add the most value? And is, is there a plan to go, you know, talking startups now to then move to like growth stage and then scale-ups? Would you cover some of that? in?
0: Well, I'd like to do a scale-up course. Well, there's two problems with that. One is I haven't got the time. <laughs> and <laughs> Even secondly, scale-ups are, it's a much more in-depth in sort of um, process, the information. So I might do one which is more about discussions of people who've done it, make it a bit okay. more sort of interactive. Yep. but it's just yep. finding the time to do that. For right now, I've kind of done that, and I'm starting to focus on starting my business. And
3: who do you look for advice? Then, where does a pays Lenny look for advice? You must have a pretty good so network. I've ne-
0: never had a mentor. Um, I've I've worked in the city, and I've always looked reached out to people. I've always tried to work with people that are better than me. Sounds like an obvious one. Hear that a lot, mm. but it's so true. Is that if you if you're not learning from people, then I don't know, there's something wrong. And I've always been the day can tell you a few things which you remember for your whole life. Yeah. But never a sort of a systematic mentoring. and so, um, mentoring is very specific. People say, I want to mentor, will you be my mentor? You've got to think about mentoring. It's a process and you need structure to it. You need to say, right, why are you doing it? What do you want? What do I want to get out of it? What's the time frame? Mm. What are we going how are we gonna do this? You've got to structure it. And yeah. um, it can be time consuming. So I'm on the board of British Business Bank, so it's a government development bank. So we've probably put about over 12 billion now into UK businesses and we fund the startup loans scheme as well that's that's British business banks money <clears throat> and that's fascinating seeing what's out there in the market because you get to see a lot they're more mm. kind of growth companies yeah but the, the point that you, what you get to see there's a lot of capital out there mm. it's a question of making sure you're in the right place in the right state to access it
3: yeah and um a question I've asked you before but might be relevant for this audience, like say when you, when you were looking for advice, and remind me of the story, weren't you were, um, in Oddsaba in, in South Africa at Richard Branson's place and you had the offer to go on Dragon's Den?
0: Yeah, so the other, the other thing is is just be cheeky. You'd be surprised, especially if you're an entrepreneur, I think you'll find entrepreneurs can probably add more value in terms of advice than someone that spent years being a lawyer or a banker or whatever it might be they can add a huge amount of value. So I was being asked to go on Dragon's Den. I cut this story quite short, but a, I'll give you the short version. And I was being hounded by the producer of the BBC. I went to the um, the uh, Virgin-sponsored um, tech track. And Richard That's Branson right. stood on stage and said, anyone want to come on a safari with me? And I was like, oh, yeah, why not? And he said, for this much money. And I was kind of like, oh, God, I could buy a Porsche. <laughs> uh, and... Uh, I kind of sat there and everyone was looking at me going, don't do it, Piers, don't do it. I keep your hands And I was like, no. And I put my hand in the air. Anyway, we ended up, I ended up at Switch's uh, private game reserve at Ulusaba in the Kruger National Park in South Africa. It's like, it's like a bond lair. It's basically the bush. And it's like a rocky outcrop with a satellite dish on it. Tried to hide with some fake tree. <laughs> and then um, I was sat there thinking, my phone kept ringing and these producers are kind of saying, are you going to join Dragons Den or not? And I did a program called The Secret Millionaire which is a bit like undercover boss in a way, but you sort of go into a community and re- reveal yourself. And I kind of thought that was okay because it was a one hit. Dragon's Den's a different thing and it's quite time consuming as well. Mm. And I kind of thought, who can I who can I talk to about business, the media, the interaction between the two, how you cope with that, just how it helps your business. And I kind of, and Richard Branson literally saw me sort of puzzling and said, you were right? And I said, not really, no. And he said, well, do you want to chat? We had a Corona. And I said, I'll give him the story. And he said, um, Cut the long story short, he said, screw it, just do it. Yes, he actually said that. And he said, look, yeah, 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 I would get on a plane for a good TV spot back in the day. So he said, the power is, you know, it, digital media is great, mm-hmm. but Love Island's got 10 million viewers, things like that. You know, they, they walk out of there with a million followers. Yeah. So he did, did not underestimate the power of traditional media. And he said to me, right, we'll ring them up. And I said, okay, I'll do that. He said, no, now. And I maybe ring them and said, I'm in. And that's where I ended up on TV. Wow. Then he's wandered off and left me. <laughs> <laughs> what a
3: cool story. Are you surprised when you look at it now? I don't know if you you, you watch it, but you see like Peter Jones is still on there so many series later.
0: I suppose you? So, to uh, be really honest with you, I've never said this before, but um, when I was on Dragon's Den, it was, they, they wanted to change it up. And at the time, I was sort of, th- you know, it was quite time consuming and they couldn't really commit to when they were gonna film. And that was coming about a problem. I had a board of directors. I wasn't mm. Peter Jones who could do what the hell he wants. I had yeah. people saying, where are you? What are you doing? Um, and they could see the value of it, but also it took a lot of my time. And at the time, my share price went down the toilet and the BBC were like, ooh. And I sort of thought, you know what? And I left. Right. I thought, you know, it's interesting how the media, the Dragon's Den's they very hard to do business on TV because the detail of business is boring. Mm. So on TV, when you see Dragon's Den and someone says, and they haven't invested because they don't like his brand or because he's crying. That's not why I didn't invest. I didn't invest because they wanted me to invest, take a minority interest in a UK subsidiary of a Canadian franchise. It was a legal structure that most people Watching TV it would glaze over mm. and go and watch Goggle Box, whatever it's called. So <laughs> yes. it's quite hard to do on TV business, and Dragon's Den's, I think, the best representation of it. Mm. But um, I was the first person on there really to do proper tech. So I invested in um, Lost My Name, which is now called Wonderbly, which That's is right. a personalized children's box, which um, is now backed by Google. So I did quite well out of Dragon's Den, assuming the exit. But yeah. Um, yeah. Um, that business has done really well. But I was the first to do. Tech. It was five Israeli, five Israeli uh, PhDs walk out. So we're going to do personalised kids' books, and I've got a VC who's already signed a term sheet. I was like, "What's there not to like?" Yeah. So <laughs> the dragons then asked "I sort of said, yeah." And I put I put a um, hundred grand in for five percent, which and in the green room where you kind of wait for the next screening, all the dragons are like, "Are you nuts?" That's not what this is about. That's not going to work. And I said, "Well, we'll see." And it's probably the most successful. Probably the most successful business off Dragon's Den, instead of this tech. like I think I've read that, that a Levi few times, like two
3: years back. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was the most successful most investment. Successful.
0: So hopefully mm. that's, yeah, I sort of prove that you can do it, but it, yeah. it is a punt. Mm. Um,
3: who would you say is the most influential person in your life? Seen like posting about your mum before? Who would you say? My mum. Your mum. Yeah, yeah. Keep saying
0: to so me, get a proper job. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah. Still. It's see funny, see the podcast come out, it appears you still need to get a proper I, job.
0: I'll tell you what I learned, and, I, and what I learned was, you all think you know everything. You're like, oh, you know, I'm experienced, experienced that. And there's been a few things. So my mum was from Barbados. She's like a, a black woman. And my dad's this, like, uh, working-class lad from Manchester. He was very bright, and he got to Cambridge. Mm. But in those days, you kind of he went back home afterwards as well. So he kind of worked in uh, management. And quite few times, I've gone home and I've said something, and my dad's like, nah, you know what? That doesn't sound right. It's, it's, you shouldn't be, no, I don't know. I kind of like. Oh, what do you know? Oh, come on. And my mom said things to me as well. And a year later, having dinner, and they're sitting there going, "Soldier." <laughs> so it's quite interesting that um, you, you, there's no monopoly on you advice or creativity or innovation or knowledge. And mm. so what, what they have is they know me. So gut reactions, gut reactions don't work if you just have a gut reaction. So I can't have a gut reaction of whether to put something to space on blue origin or space, I haven't got a clue. But if you say to me, have you got to watch your feeling about this, and it's about an investment structure or venture capital deal or business, mm. I can have a gut reaction, because so I've got years of experience built into me. Yeah, uh, It's like the Mark on Gladwell bought Blink, it's that kind of thing, you can react to it. Mm. And your parents, people that love you and know you, they know you, so when you get new information, about something that you're involved in, and I know you, Mm. they kind of see how you might react to it. So I listen to my parents now. I mean, they're 80s; they can a bit of time. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's taken you a few years. (laughs) Business is about selling stuff. And that is the only way you get feedback. And even when you're, I'll say this in my course, when you're trying to get your first customers, don't just give it away. You've got to test the process, the price point, the margins, actually you can a discount obviously to get it Mm. but don't just give it away test the hypothesis test the pricing
1: don't forget to get your
2: free ticket to the UK's best event for entrepreneurs and small business owners by going to festivalofenterprise.co.uk and joining us on social using the hashtag
0: festivalofenterprise